everybody, welcome to the Hey OK Ha Happy Hour. Today's episode is brought to you by Baba G DIY Edible Kits. Do you like candy? Hmm? Do you like cannabis? Do you like the two together? Like peanut butter and jelly? Maybe some milk? Mmm. Well, I got good news for you. Go to OregonBaba.com and check out their selection of DIY edible kits. What is an edible kit? Well, it's a mold cast to shape the gummies and some candy mix to make the actual gummies. Now, you got to provide your own hash oil uh, if it's legal in your state or whatever else you want to mix. Maybe some butter, 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 whatever. Uh, again, that's OregonBaba.com. All right, on to the podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Hey, Okay, Ha Happy Hour with M.P. Snyders. I'm your host, M.P. Snyders. Have yourself, I'm sorry, I should say, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear G-Bus. And I'm tone deaf today. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy 2000th and 19th birthday. Hope you're doing well out there wherever you are. If you exist, if you're a real dude, I don't know. 2000th and 20th birthday, whatever the fuck. Assuming he was born on 0 AD. Those filthy Romans threatening to kill all the firstborn Jewish boys in, what, Judea? Or wherever they were? It's bad. Better, better be born in a barn. Better to be born in a barn. Better to be born in a barn than to die in a castle? Does that sound like a profound saying? Because it's not. It's not. It's just nonsense. Anyway, it's the Hey OK Ha Happy Hour. Hey, if you're new to this podcast, uh, maybe three of you are new at most. Um, well, if you're new to here's what we do. This is a happy hour, but it might not be a, a, an hour. In fact, it almost certainly won't be because this lasts as exact. God damn it, I can't speak today. It lasts exactly as long as it takes me to finish a drink. And I encourage you to have a, a drink as well. Why not? Now, when I say drink, I don't mean alcohol. You can, fine. That's I don't, I'm not going to judge. I knock back a few Guinnesses every now and then. Um, but I got to be sober for this shit because, as you can tell, I slur my speech enough the way it is. I can't be drinking and trying to speak at the same time, that's almost as bad, almost as bad as driving drunk. They're pretty much in the same league, wouldn't you say? Speaking and drinking and driving and drinking. Anyway, so I, I go with the coffee. I might do a kombucha, an OJ, maybe a water. I don't give a fuck. Point is, I need something to drink. And when the drink is done, the podcast is over. And I go do whatever it is I do. You go do whatever it is you do. Uh, hopefully, you know, you listen to this while maybe you're driving, while you're doing stupid shit, like working. Um, but this one's going up uh, 3 a.m., uh, 3, 4 a.m. on Christmas Eve. Which means you're, you're doing what? You got your headphones in, maybe? Stirring some, some eggnog, knocking a little back as you... 
arrange the cookies on the plate that you took a bite of and that little bit of milk you drank so you can perpetuate the lie to your children? Is that how, is that how deep you've gone? Have you gone so deep down the lying rabbit hole that you're now leaving behind physical evidence of a fictitious man just so you can control your, your child's behavior? Why can't you tell them the truth? Why can't you tell them that your hard labor pays for these shitty little toys that are going to be garbage in five years that you're now rummaging through the crawl space to put under the Christmas tree? Why don't you tell these ungrateful little brats that you paid for that shit, that this didn't come from the sky, this isn't some charity case from some slave-driving, obese, bearded man in the, in the north? That no, that this little, what? What do you get? A Kindle? What do you, what do you guys get kids nowadays? I, I don't fucking know. In my day, we got sleds. We got <laughs> back in my day, we got Nintendas. Uh, you get that PlayStation Five, Six, wherever, whatever number they're at, right? You just lying to them. I'm just fucking with you. I don't give a shit. I don't have kids, so I can't judge. I mean, I can. But I, I should keep it to myself is what I should I should do, right? I don't know. At any rate, Merry Christmas to us all. Merry Christmas to one and all. Happy Hanukkah, Chanukkah, whatever it is, to my Jewish friends. And happy Kwanzaa uh, to my African friends. Is Kwanzaa African? Like legitimately African? Or is that some shit that some Americans thought of and like, and like, projected it onto Africa in the 70s. I have no idea. I'm an ignorant man. I, I don't know nothing about Kwanzaa. All I know is that it's something to do with uh, black folks. It's a day after Christmas. In fact, that, that must be why it's a day late. Oh. It's on BBT, baby. BBT. You know BBT? I didn't learn about BBT until I was probably 26, 27. You know BBT, BBT is? It's with a lady. She tells me the party starts at 8 p.m. PBT. I said, cool. Uh, and I felt embarrassed. I go, what's BPT? And she responded, black people time. And I was so, as a white man, I was offended. Just kidding. I don't give a shit. Um, no, but, but I'd never heard of that before. She told me black. In other words, hey, it officially starts at eight, but but don't show up at eight because you look like an idiot. You don't want to. You don't want to show up at eight. You got to show up maybe at nine. So that's BBT Black People Time. Don't email me. Call me a racist because I said Kwanzaa's a day late because it's for black people. You all know it's true. Okay, that's where I got the stereotype from. Was was from black. I never knew that. I was associated with Spanish people. I didn't know black people were late. So you told me that, so I'm running with it. Aren't stereotypes fun? Hey, okay, ha. Uh, let's change the subject, shall we? Sure. Just got. I just finished watching the trailer for a Wonder Woman 1984, and I don't know much about the Wonder Woman. Um, I didn't see the first one. Although I got the impression 
that it was a period piece of like the World War One era, which goes to my next point. I'm all in on Wonder Woman for this reason. The, the makers, the creators, the writers of Wonder Woman were smart enough to realize that you know, you can't have a superhero, you can't have a female lead on a superhero movie and expect to keep the attention of, you know, your your target demographic, whoever it is that watches superhero movies. Which by the way, I don't get. In my day, superhero movies were for kids. Now evidently they're supposed to be like a combination of art films and blockbusters for adults. I don't personally get it, but whatever. Um do kids can kids watch superhero movies anymore? What do they? I don't. Know, whatever. Uh, what the fuck was my point? Uh, oh yeah. Th- so they they know you can't have a female lead for a superhero movie and a female supervillain. You're gonna have like half the box office you would if you had if you had dudes in those in those uh, roles, right? So what do they do? Do they do they lean in hard on the on the female empowerment angle? No. Because they don't need to, because it's embedded in the story. It's already embedded in the Wonder Woman mythology. You don't have to ham it up. You don't have to be super didactic about it. And they didn't, to their credit. You know what they did? They decided to make the other main character the setting, the time period. So they're making fucking period pieces. The first one was a period piece, World War One era. This one's a period piece of the 80s. 19, it's right in the fucking title, Wonder Woman 1984. Fucking brilliant. I'm a sucker for shit like that. I like uh, movies and TV shows that if you convince me that you've done your your job, uh, like you've researched the hell out of everything, and this represents to a T the vibe and the aesthetic of whatever time period you're depicting, I eat that shit up. That's why I like Mad Men. Only reason I like Mad Men. I just wanted to see the 60s, like intricate, intricately. Yeah, intricate. God damn it intricately intricate guys just pretend you didn't hear this pretend i'm saying it the right way intricately done the set the the clothing the cost everything i love that shit so anyway i watched this trailer wonder woman and man i forgot about the 80s the 80s is like the thing it's it's the thing that is so in front of us that we can't appreciate because it's come full circle. Remember the 80s? Remember boxy cars, boxy televisions, shopping malls are fresh, Tiffany's everywhere. You got fucking uh, this feeling of, of, of rank, uh, wealth, uh, you, uh, just the colors. and, and every, It was like a reaction against, remember the 70s? Yeah, the 70s was like earthy tones, muted colors. It like baby puke green. It like dehydrated urine. You know, and your your dehydrated your urine's a little darker. Avo, what do they have? Uh, br- shit brown. Remember the seventies? I mean, I I don't remember. That. I wasn't there, but depictions of the, the Brady Bunch. All those fucking earth tones. Okay, the '80s was a reaction against against that. So it was all pink and neon blue and and all this and and everything became was like digital. Everything becoming digital, smoother, because um, it seems like in the '70s and even in the '80s that I remember, in most of the '90s, reality was real, and 
cyber or whatever the digital world was was fake like the two were very much different and it seems the story of this last decade maybe last two decades is reality is becoming less and less real <laughs> you know it's becoming more absurd and less believable and the digital world is becoming more and more real and if we extrapolate this out far enough we're going to reach a point where reality and, and uh, virtual reality are pretty much competing anyway what the fuck is my point so 70s 80s yeah it's so that era so this movie brilliantly makes 1984 kind of like another character the set and setting um which is, if you think about it, it's kind of a turning point. I mean, yeah, the 1984 was the title of Orwell's book, but he probably, he chose that number randomly. Maybe it had a poetic ring to it, but it did happen, just so happened that that was kind of the, the pivot. Uh, that was when the Apple Macintosh was released, I believe. Um, that's when, uh, you, know, you could kind of trace the, the early 80s was more of the late 70s dirty vibe. Everybody was kind of like, didn't everybody seem dirty? In the late 70s, everything, I shouldn't say everybody, just everything was just filthy. And then the early 80s, still kind of that same thing, but 84 is when that digitized, uh, you know, synth music really started to hit critical mass. The beep, pop, boop, boop, robot shit music um, that's coming back all of a sudden. So, and then 84 is also the rise of... Um, kind of the the neoconservative, for lack of a better word. That's when, we, you know, we, there's a lot of, we didn't really have big wars in the 80s other than the Cold War, but there was these little Grenada and little Iran-Contra. There's weird little shit we were, the CIA was doing and, and our military was doing underhandedly. I wasn't alive, or I was, I was alive, but I was a kid for that, so I, I can't speak too much to that but just the vibe just the vibe everything we loved boxes we loved boxy tvs boxy cars boxy shoulders with the shoulder pads um and were people happier in the 80s or was it just the cocaine they must have been because the 70s were so shitty that uh, the the rise of digital technology and the economy must have made people just and the cocaine must have been euphoric. And I always associate the eighties with like cartoon like superhero, real life like cartoon like superhero celebrity types uh, becoming forefront. The three Michaels in particular, the three Mikes. Because there's no internet, you couldn't like watch highlights. You'd hear stories of a guy that flew from the free throw line to dunk it, and it's like, what the fuck? You'd hear stories about a guy who could like slide on his feet like he's walking on the moon, right? Then you hear stories of guy. You'd see it once in a while on a shitty TV, and you'd kind of remember it, but you couldn't like analyze it. It seemed like magic. What Michael Jackson was doing, what Michael Jordan was doing in the late 80s, mid to late 80s, and then what Mike Tyson was doing, they brought shit to a whole nother level. Because if you put those three dudes right now, you just plop them down right now in 2020, they would, they would blow your mind. But 
remember, we're coming out of the 70s with dudes wearing fucking uh, Daisy Duke basketball shorts and Chuck Taylors, and and uh, it was very analog. These three, so that's that's that era. That's the era that that I was thrust into, and my generation was thrust into. You know, your boy was born three weeks before 1984, and it all went away pretty quickly. You know, by the late 80s, well, certainly by 92, 93, all that was over. And we were into what the real 90s. No more boxy shit. Remember the Ford Taurus? The Ford, as funny and ridiculous as this sounds now to you young kids, but those first Ford Tauruses, like the 1988, 1989 Ford Taurus, those fucking things looked futuristic at the time. <laughs> That's those shitty old Tauruses you see now, those were considered futuristic looking. That was like the Cybertruck of the 80s. Why? Because it wasn't boxy. The corners were slightly rounded on the body. That's how. That's just how uh, used we were to boxy shit. Everything was boxy. We like sharp shit. Sharp shit. Sharp corners. The company sharp. You wanted to look sharp. Every girl's crazy about a sharp dress. Every sharp, sharp, sharp. We didn't like rounded then. We associated rounded with the old 60s, 50s, trying to look like a spaceship. Ah, fuck that. We want boxy. Now it looks like crap. But it's all coming full circle, right? Because that, you know, the you got fucking Trump, who used to be the caricature of the 80s, is now the fucking president. You got synthwave is a thing. The beep bop boop music is coming back. Beep bop boop boop. Distorted guitars are no longer wanted, right? In the 80s, I went from synthetic, synthesis, synthes, ah, damn it, synthesizer. She sells seashells down by the seashore. Synthesizer, electronic shit, right? And then the 90s was a backlash. 90s was like reclaiming the 70s. 90s was saying, fuck this digital corny music. We're going back to distorted guitars, greasy long hair and flannel shirts. Fuck you. Why? Because there were still union jobs around, right? There's still factory jobs. And the distorted guitar has elements of the manual analog touchy tactile thing reality with the digital kind of uh, uh, a fuzzy you know the electric guitar you put that you put the gain up you get the fucking uh, you get yourself some fucking Marshall stacks get you plug in a fucking uh, Les Paul you got a fucking crunchy electronic sound that at one time was considered cutting edge digital wise that was considered futuristic but now you hear a fucking distorted guitar uh, chord progression. You're like, how old is this shit? But that was the 90s, right? People always say Nirvana, but really it was the Pixies. Or probably it was... That's probably a whole lot of shit that I'm not even aware of. But certainly the Pixies with their, you know, distorted guitars, soft verses, loud choruses, stripped down shit. Nirvana comes around. And the 90s was... Was the 90s happier than the 80s? I mean, the 90s was, some would argue, peak civilization for the West. Which is why grunge music and that depressing shit sounded okay back then. Because when everybody's happy, and you got fucking... Black hole, son, won't you come? Won't you come? Black hole, son, won't you come? That, that shit probably sounded good back, back then because it was... A happy time. Now everybody's depressed. So nobody, nobody wants to hear depressing music. It's not beautiful. When it, we want to hear happy beep-bop-boop synthwave shit. Vaporwave, right? The nostalgia. 
for the 80s. Boy, this is a way, uh, this is a very long dissertation on a Wonder Woman trailer, is it not? Um, it just got me thinking, though, about the decades. And where, what the fuck will the 20s hold? What, what's, what's the 20s going to be known for? You know, because we're really, how much more mobile can we get as far as mobile technology, social media? Yeah, I know, a implanted chips, virtual reality, all that shit. But, but between that and now, like, what what's the twenties going to be? Are is this going to be like the nineteen twenties? Is this going to be the 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 preface to a to a disaster? <laughs> will it be the disaster? Or will it be another run, another decade in a long, a long winning streak? Who the fuck knows? But uh, it's just it's just interesting to think about different decades, different years, different feelings and vibes of those area of those eras, and what makes those, what creates the zeitgeist? What is it? What is the mood? Is it is it shit going on in the news? Is it is it just a matter of accumulating more and more knowledge and having more information? Is like what made people in the 1970s like to wear giant lapels? bell bottoms and platform shoes what was inherent about that in the air that made that the thing what made uh, okay you get the idea Christmas okay now what where are you at right now okay you got you got your cookie set up you got the presents out of the crawl space they're now under the tree by now I would assume right now you're thinking all right this idiot's about ready to wrap up his shitty podcast I'm about ready to finish my eggnog get a few hours of sleep in and wake up for these spoiled brats to squeal with delight as they see their their new uh, puppy. I don't know, whatever you got them. Uh, or are you going to get a bang in? Huh? You going to try to get a bang in with the spouse there? It's, it's a bold move on Christmas Eve. It's a risk, right? If you want to bang the wife or the husband, I don't know who's listening. If you want to bang the spouse... 3.30 a.m., 4 a.m. On a, on a Tuesday night in March, you're, you're all right. You're not going to get walked in by some scarred-for-life child. <laughs> they're, they're sound asleep. But tonight, tonight you're risking it. I think you're better off just going to bed. Maybe wait until tomorrow night. I don't know. No, just get, get, get yours while the getting's good. I don't give a fuck. Uh, me? Me? I'll be I'll be sleeping. I'll be fast asleep, uh, waiting to watch basketball. That's all I do at Christmas. Have you? That's all I talk about on this podcast lately is basketball, evidently. But that's my that's my day of basketball is Christmas. That's when they have all the good games on ABC and ESPN. I'm going to be watching my Sixers take on the Bucks. Ooh, it's a tough one. The fucking freak, Giannis and Tententacumpo. You could come up to me and say, Matt, um, you have one chance to pronounce the Greek freak's last name. You have one chance. If you do it correctly, you will uh, win $500. If you if you fuck up, I get to slap you across the face as hard as I can. Um, I could not take that bet. It would be unwise of me to place that wager. Uh, 
I could even require you to show me his last name, like the spelling of it and everything. Still couldn't pronounce it. I'm going to try it one more time. First attempt, it didn't didn't work. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes! No. It was getting close. It's a tough fucking word to pronounce. I couldn't spell it if you made me right now. Anyway, that's why the Greek freak. That, anyway, that motherfucker scares me because they're going to give us trouble coming out of the East. No other team in the East. I'm not worried about the Celtics. Push comes to shove. They're going to wilter. Um, that, that white guy that looks like a cat, he's overpaid. I think it's creating a little bit of locker room friction. What's his name? Gordon Hayward. The cat guy broke his leg. Oh, that was rough. First game of the season two years ago when he went up for that alley-oop. He came down and he snapped his tibula. He snapped his shin or his ankle, and his fucking foot was like flat. Oh, me- oh, I remember seeing that live at a bar. Ooh. Anyway, um, no, I'm, I, the Greek freak scares me. He's listed at six eleven, but I think he's got like like an alien ability to stretch out when needed. The guy's like that. Must have been what Wilt Chamberlain was like. I don't think people appreciate, I don't think we appreciate the absurdity of Wilt Chamberlain. This motherfucker, first of all, he, he was a he was a Division I shot putter, Division I uh, high jumper, track athlete at Kansas, which whatever, he was track athlete, who gives a fuck? The guy was 7-1. He was like 7-1 and he was skinny, but he's evidently... Like, stronger than most strong men. Like the shot put. And then he did a movie, Conan the Barbarian, with Andre the Giant and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I heard Arnold Schwarzenegger on some podcast telling a story about it. Like, Andre the Giant and Wilt Chamberlain played catch with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, as the ball. That's how strong this motherfucker was. And he was fast, and he had apparently a 48-inch jumping, what do they call it, vertical leap. He's got a 48-inch jumping. He can jump there 48 inches. Uh, but you watch some of that old footage of young. See, people remember Wilt Chamberlain with the Lakers, the older guy. You know, put it on a little weight, moving a little slower, still dominant. But, you know, not the the freakish gazelle that he was in like the in 64, 65, 66. You watch those old videos. There's a clip where there's a fast break. The other team's running a fast break and he's starting like below his own basket and he has to catch up and get down court to get back on defense. And he goes out on a legit full sprint. He, it looks, it doesn't look real. This motherfucker, he's, he was faster than, he might have been as fast baseline to baseline as Russell Westbrook. Anyway, Giannis is kind of like that, but not quite as big, maybe not quite as strong, maybe not quite as athletic, which is crazy to think about when you look at Giannis and to think that there was a guy like Giannis, like a super Giannis that was playing in the 60s against 6'5 white guys as like centers. Like back then... (laughs) This guy was playing against... It's like playing against the freshman team. It was like... The motherfucker averaged 50 points a game in a season, like 24 rebounds. They didn't keep track of blocks. 
But if they did, like to give you an idea, if you average one block a game, that's good. If you're if you lead the league in blocks, you'll average like two and a half, maybe three and a half blocks a game. That's freakish. Anything above three blocks a game is ridiculous. This guy was blocking at least two shots a quarter. Like if you just look at the fucking footage, he's probably averaging seven blocks a game. Here's another stat for you hoop heads. There was a year uh, he averaged 48.2 minutes a game. He averaged 48.2 minutes a game. There are only 48 minutes in a game. <laughs> so he played every second of every game plus overtime. Never fouled out. Never sat out. Do you know how fucking crazy that is? That could have been his only claim to fame, and it would have been ridiculous. Nowadays, guys never play above 40 minutes unless it's a playoff game and they really need, you know, most guys, I think Giannis is probably playing 35 minutes, maybe less. Luka Doncic, who's putting up crazy numbers, is averaging in the lower 30 minutes. Because he, and then of course you foul out, and then they they call it load manage, so they'll sit out games because they're too sore, they don't want to risk injury, which that's a whole other story. But this guy never sat out a game for load management, never sat out a minute, never fouled out as a center. Crazy stat. That's a crazy factoid. If you don't care about basketball or know anything about basketball, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes you have to learn, listen to things that, that aren't, you know, hockey-related. I'm kidding. I've given hockey players enough shit. You guys are great. You guys are great. You guys need the most cardio, evidently. I didn't know this. These fuckers can only skate but 30, 40 seconds in a row when they go out on the ice there, and they got to go back and sit. Because it's all constant skating with their big thunder thighs. Um, guys, we're gonna keep this one short. You guys have shit to do. It's Christmas Eve. You gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get to bed. You gotta wake up. Or if if it's Christmas Day, you got shit you need to do. Like uh, watch the games that I'm telling you about. Uh, Sixers versus Bucks. Go Sixers. You guys got to do your family shit. If you're if you're living alone and you have no family, no friends. You know, you got to sit there and cry by yourself, but hey, it's better than not sitting by yourself and crying. <laughs> Me, I got, I'm going to be hanging out with, uh, well, Christmas Day, I'm going to be hanging out at my parents' place watching basketball. That's what I'm going to do. And then we're going to do some shit later. And then I'm back to Philadelphia for the rest of the year. For the, uh, well, yeah, I guess technically that's true because 2020 is coming right up. But I'll be I'll be back on the East Coast till probably the summertime, and then I'll I'll keep you posted. How about that? I'll keep you posted on this here podcast about my goings ons, goings on, and shenanigans. Okay, enough rambling. Uh, I'll let you guys go now. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Uh, wonderful rest of the year, right? Next one will be uh, January. I'll get, I'll get one more before the year's end. At any rate, have a good week. Uh, don't forget to hit the old subscribe button. Give me a five-star rating. I'll take a four-star rating. I, beggars can't be choosers. And I uh, hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.